Well, hello, everybody. It is April 18th, and this is your weekly Ticket to Rider podcast, your weekly podcast detailing everything in the world of golf, especially related to the Ryder Cup and other international competitions. I'm Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Ham. And what a week, what a week, what a week it was, Rich. You were flying high in the sky. Uh, you got to talk to us about the little uh, about the vacation. Meet, meet one of our friends in Italy. So yeah, it's been good. So how, how are the travels, my man? How are the travels? Well, I, t- I tell you what, uh, international travel, and and you know, for everyone who doesn't know, we live on the West Coast. So uh, traveling from the West Coast to Europe means a long flight. You know, from the East Coast to Europe is you know six seven hours. From the West Coast to Europe is nine to ten hours. And to do yeah. that for you know, essentially, uh, you know, I left here on Wednesday, arrived on Thursday afternoon in Venice and, you know, uh, was was in Italy Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and came back on a 6 a.m. flight Monday morning. So it's a lot of travel for uh, yeah, it's a long weekend. That's a long flight for a weekend for a long, long weekend. But you know what? It was worth it because I got to see uh, our friend, my brother, my Italian brother. Uh, and your friend as well, Lucho yeah. Dechekas, yep. uh, who's going to join us in, in Rome for the Ryder Cup. I yeah, got that'll to, be fun. Uh, so uh, I got to meet his uh, his new girlfriend, uh, Martina, who is lovely, uh, beautiful and lovely. Uh, I got to meet a bunch of his other friends. Uh, and I think we might have picked up someone for our journey uh, to the Ryder Cup. Wow, Club, that's Stacey. cool. So, so uh, hey. we went to uh lucio has a friend who lives in san daniele so you like prosciutto we all like prosciutto yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and so, i like it but my arteries don't like it sure, okay sure. <laughs> prosciutto is not that bad for you like uh, it's so a lot good. of sugar a lot of sodium a lot of sodium but uh anyway uh just like you know over here you have like micro brew places yeah. in san daniele uh italy which is close to udine where where lucio lives uh, San Daniele is one is the second biggest prosciutto producer in Italy. The first is Parma. Anyway, there are kind of big prosciutto places that that might you know uh, have twenty to fifty thousand thighs a year, but there are smaller places that are more artisanal. So we went to uh, the artisanal prosciutto factory of Lucio's friend Lorenzo. And uh, let me tell you, this was the best prosciutto I've ever had. I brought really this, that good, huh? Yeah. So, uh, but Lorenzo, as it turns out, is is a golf fanatic, and so wow. uh, uh, he's going to try to get some tickets and join us in Rome for the Ryder Cup. Really cool That'd guy. Be fun. Great English. So I wasn't going to bring any prosciutto back, and because you know, I, I asked Lorenzo, you know, I don't can, can you bring prosciutto into the United States, and he's like, no. Uh, it's a farm product, so you can't bring it back. And I said, all right. So uh, that night I was texting with my with my son, Sanders, and he's like, you know, mom, uh, my ex-wife, mom brings back butter and cheese from France all the time, and, and it's fine. You know, get me some prosciutto. So, so we went back yeah. to Lorenzo and got two kilos of prosciutto. 
Wow. Two kilos. Two kilos. Two kilos. Like cocaine, huh? Like cocaine. Yeah, they measure <laughs> like cocaine. It costs almost as much as cocaine. Uh, it's expensive stuff because there are apparently two kinds of prosciutto. Like there's the regular prosciutto that you have that comes from the thigh. And then there's like a buttocks form, which is better. Uh, oh. And I got two kilos of the buttocks type. Anyway. Interesting. Anyway, so I was like, all right. So he vacuum sealed it vacuum sealed it again so it's double vacuum sealed wow but in order not to get it you know confiscated at the border i then like said okay if they open my bag what if they don't see prosciutto what if they see just like like a present like it's wrapped up as a present yeah so that's yeah. what we did we wrapped it up like it looks like like chocolates or something and we just oh. stuck it in my bag and 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 it you know sailed right through so, so let me ask you, what bag do you take do you take the uh you take the nomadic bag or do you take another bag? So I, I, I tried to pack the nomadic bag, but I had a little bit too much stuff. If I was going for yeah. two days, I would have brought the, the beautiful nomadic bag, which I did figure out, by the way. Um, okay, good. I'm glad you did. Uh, but for four days, I needed something a little bigger than that for four days. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. But it was a great trip. Uh, I went to uh, Trieste. I've never, I'd never been to Trieste before, and that was a beautiful Italian city. Uh, oh really? What you guys do the tour around? Tour, tour around. Went to the castle, and uh, you know had some uh, uh, had some. It's different food up in northern Italy, and and Trieste is is almost on the Slovenian border, so it's kind of half Slovenian food. I uh, met another uh, some other really good friends of uh, of Lucho's, and and that was cool. And uh, yeah, just just uh, had a good time. Uh, and then that's came back, awesome, man. and I got really lucky coming back, Stacy, because, uh, you know, I'm six foot two and, uh, I got, uh, my seat changed to an exit row seat. So I ha had room to stretch out on my way back. So that was cool. Oh, nice. Was the, uh, what'd you take? You flew back to Amsterdam and Amsterdam, Amsterdam over, Amsterdam, over yeah. to, okay. Venice to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Portland. So nice. That's a good oh, flight direct. Yeah. All went well. Now you played in a golf tournament this weekend. Who, yeah, who did I you did. play with yeah. and how'd you play? Oh my God. So I played in this tournament. It's called the Northwest golf guys. They have a bunch of tournaments all throughout the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Portland, and they have a, the Portland edition is all Portland tournament. So I played with one of my coworkers. He's a 16 handicap and I'm a 10 handicap, which is very high these days for me. But, uh, we played in this tournament with some dudes. Uh, so they just pair you with random people. So he and I got paired with these two guys. And I swear, you know, before we started, Rich, this guy, the, the guy comes on and makes the announcement. Okay, guys, we're going to, this is the way it is. It's a little wet out. You have to keep the cart on. If you walk, you're fine. If you take a cart, you keep it on the cart path only. And we're going to make some local rules. If you hit your ball, uh, you hit your ball in a spot and you can't find it, like in the rough, and, you, and everyone in your group agrees that this is where it is, then, you know, you'll take a free drop. This guy we proceed to play with, he hit every freaking ball in the rough. And at the end of the day, he birdie, He did birdie the last two holes. And I, I mean, they were tough holes. He birdied those. And at the end of the day, he looked at it and he goes, my score is 88. And I looked at my friend. I was like, I, I think it's 188. So this guy was getting a lot of like lateral, like he was just taking, he was hitting the rough. And I told my buddy next time, I'm, I'm going to hit every ball in the rough so I can get the, the, the rule where I, I only take, I don't take a, no strokes and you get the stroke and you get distance, right? So, the tournament was good. I did not play well. I shot 90. And my handicap's a 10, so I had a net 80. 
my friend's handicap 16. He shot 90. So, you know, there's his handicap right there. He's a net, what, uh, 876 or 74 or something like that. So he was pretty good. But I think I tied T10 or something like that. But the good news is it was only my second round of the year. And I hit, I drove it so well, so straight and far. I just, you know, we haven't been playing a lot. Some of the smaller things. My putting was great. My chipping was okay. And I had a proverbial shank on one hole, which was terrible. I'd driven it down like 270 yards, and I just had a little wedge, and I shanked it. The bad words in golf. But it was really fun, so I just signed up for the match play. The match play is going to be great. You have to play one match in May, one match in June, one match in July, and then the champion's crown in August. So that's going to be a good tournament. So, and then I have a bunch of other tournaments. But it's really fun, yeah. Stroke so, play. It was last tournament was stroke play. So I got a question for you. So, you know... You know, you're a very good golfer. Ten handicap is is really good, and you're usually yeah. an eight, right? You're usually about an yeah. eight handicap. Yeah, seven, uh, eight, yep, yeah, right around there. Uh, you know, I play golf once a year. I I love it, but I don't have time for it. I play tennis, and I'm I'm a good tennis player. So if somebody who's no good at tennis wants to play with me, I'm like, okay, but it's not a lot of fun because you know I'm just basically pity pattying the ball back to them, and you know they're not very good, and it kind of sucks, and I don't really. You know, if it's a friend of mine, I'll do it, but it's not fun. In golf, like if I play with you and I'm no good, does that diminish? And, and be honest with me, and it's just not me, anybody who's like a, you know, a 30 handicap or, a, you know, a, a duffer like me. Does it diminish your round or your day or do you, because you're really competing with yourself, do you not care so much? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, like when I play with my friends like you, it's fine because I know we're out there having a good time and it doesn't diminish around because I know what I'm just trying to work. Typically when I play with a bunch of friends, I'm just trying to work on a couple of things. And yeah, and I like the, I like the enjoy, I have the enjoyment of like talking to my friends and walking a nice walk with them. So no, I love it. And I'm oh, just focused the whole time. I'm glad. But I can play with my friends. But we're going to play this year. We didn't play, we haven't played for the last couple of years. We need to play this year. Yeah, I think the last time we played was in Bend, right? Yes, it's the last time we played with the lovely Julie. Yeah. Hi, Julie, if you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Got a fat chance. Um, okay. Well, uh, that, sound, that sounds good. I'm glad because, I, I mean, what I try She is to do, lovely in a lot of ways, by the way. What, what, I, what I try to do when I'm playing, when I'm playing golf, I'm going to avoid, avoid that one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but I know she's Taking not, the she, higher road here. Taking not, the higher road here. No, no. It's not against, she's not, I know she's not listening. Uh, we might send it to her tonight. Yeah. Uh, is, is that, you know, when I'm, you know, I don't play very much. So some holes I'm out of it, you know, I'm just like, you know, whacking it on the ground. They and call I just, it in your pocket. Yeah, in I, your just, pocket. I put it's it okay. in my, I put it in my pocket <laughs> and, and I don't want to hold you up. That's the biggest thing. I don't want to, that's hold why you I up. love match play. When you get in your pocket, you just move to the next hole. That's the beauty of it. All right. Well, uh, let's see what else is going on in the world. We have, uh, I am excited. <laughs> Uh, because, uh, between the last time, uh, last podcast and this one, the Washington football team has officially now been sold and we're going to have new owners very soon. So who, who's going to buy the, who's going to get it? Magic uh, Johnson, Magic, Magic Johnson. So I read today that the principal owner, who's Josh Harris, he also owns the, the 76ers, yeah. he owns the New Jersey devils. He is only, he's going to be the, the, the chief owner uh, the managing, the managing partner, I guess, but he's only going to own 30% of the team. And the number wow. two investor is going to own 12% of the team. Magic Johnson's going to own 4% of the team, but they have 17 investors. Uh, wow. and it's, and it's interesting. 
there's a guy named Brian Davis. Do you remember Brian Davis? Yeah, Brian Davis is a football player, right? No, no, basketball player. Brian Davis. Oh, basketball. Brian, Brian Davis. Davis. I don't was, know him now. Was Grant Hill and Christian Leitner's teammate at Duke. Oh, oh, uh, seriously. Remember, remember, remember Brian Davis? There was, there was uh, uh, those great. I don't Duke remember teams. that guy. They had, they had Christian Leitner, Cherokee He's a bench Parks. player. I know he started. He was a small forward. He was, okay. he was, he was a glue guy. Uh, Brian okay. Davis, Grant Hill, Thomas Hill, uh, you know, and Hurley. How does Brian Davis have enough money to afford to be in a percentage owner of a basketball team? So like Brian Davis has been with Christian Leitner has been an entrepreneur since his basketball okay. career. And, but he apparently has, you know, a string of lawsuits following him in other kind of endeavors. Oh. Uh, Tried at one point to buy the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, but he didn't have the money that he said he had and had to back out of the deal, wound up getting sued by Scottie Pippen in that deal. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Sean Merriman, the former Charger and University of Maryland yeah. player, had to sue him for $3 million in another deal. But he says, he says he has $50 million and, and gave a $7 million cash offer. But wow. Everybody kind of thinks it's, it's, it's hogwash. It's, well, well, did he did uh, he try to barter for Kila Tequila, whatever, with for Sean Merrick? Sean Merrick. <laughs> that in, That's right. Was that in the uh, contract? Was that yeah. part of the deal? He going to be the head lady for uh, the Washington football team? Yeah. So anyway, but we're gonna have so a new, he's not so he's gonna so he's gonna be out. This, the Brian yeah, Davis, he's not gonna be in. I don't okay. think I don't think it's serious bit. So we're gonna have a new owner. So I'm very excited That's about good. that. The NBA Jeff Bezos pulled out, huh? Jeff Bezos was not interested. Not interested. So I think he might yeah, buy the I Seahawks. You, yeah. I, if I was Jeff Bezos, I'd buy the Seahawks. It's his hometown. I mean, they should sell him the Seahawks, and they should sell him the Portland Trailblazers. Well, right? they he still wants to sell that team, right? Maybe Phil Knight. Phil Knight has apparently, you know, expressed interest. That would be a great owner for for the. Uh, I, I would. Sell, I honestly would sell it to Jeff Bezos. Both teams. Give him a deal on both yeah, teams. Give, and give now a two for one. But I tell you, we're going to be have the number six. Fifth pick, if they pick that Amen Thompson guy, or oh, whatever. Oh my God, that kid is a terrible jump shot, but man, can he jump out of the gym? He can take anyone. I think he's the best guy off the dribble in the whole draft. I've been looking at it. It's Amen, right? Amen Thompson or whatever his name is. Uh, Scoot, Scoot, yes, Scoot. Oh no, 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 Scoot. Top Amen. What's Amen's last? Uh, Davidson or something? Amen from from Thompson. Where? Where, yeah. where does he play? Uh, he the two brothers, Ashura, uh, Azura, and Amen. Okay. They're the two brothers. That's the elite. They play on the elite team, I think, right? I, I gotcha. I haven't seen film. Yeah. I, you know, I I think. Oh, you should look at film. I know. You know, number one is the is the is the French kid. Number two is Scoot Henderson, yeah. and uh, yeah. Number three. Number is, four. Number is three be is the guy the, from uh, is the gun dealer from Alabama. The gun dealer, yeah, the gun transporter, yeah. But this Eamon Thompson, Rich, he's going to oh. be the. Uh, they think he's going to be the go to the Blazers. Oh my God, you should see this guy. He's amazing. His, his brother's good. They're twin brothers. One, the twin brother's very good. His name is uh, uh, Azura, and then Amen. That must have been biblical folks or something. So oh, yeah. it looks like, yeah, these well, two brothers are good. Well, I got to tell you, you know, I, I was thinking, I have, you know, in the winter sports season in basketball and hockey, the, the three teams I follow are the Portland Trailblazers, the Washington Wizards, and the Washington Capitals in hockey. And, and yeah. I can't remember the last time uh, I can't remember the last time that none of those three teams were in the playoffs. Not one because their capitals are all pretty much always in the playoffs. It's only the second yeah. time they haven't been in the playoffs since I moved here in 05. Wow. The, uh, the, 
the Wizards are seldom in the playoffs, but the Blazers are almost always in the playoffs. And I got zero yeah. out of three this year, which kind of sucks. I, your boy, your herder, the kid from Maryland, that dude is good, man. Holy crap. I saw him play last night. He's pretty damn good. He played really well last night. He didn't play that well in the first game, apparently. But again, so so my friend Lucho, who may be listening, because I did tell him to listen, uh, Lucho doesn't have uh, doesn't have wireless right now because he's moving into a new place. So he stopped the wireless in his old place. Doesn't have it in his new place yet, which meant that although I had a wonderful vacation and I probably wouldn't have been wa- you know, watching much on my phone or tablet anyway, I, I had no opportunity to watch anything. So uh, uh, I didn't see, I didn't see the, the you're going to have to carry the golf news this weekend. I know what happened yeah, yeah, in the tournament. The golf news. And I didn't watch any of the NBA or anything. Uh, oh man, it was amazing. So, uh, you're, you're, yeah, it was good. You're gonna have to. I, I mean, I, I, I will. I, I tell you, but I, I, so I'm excited. The Blazers, if they get this one kid, I, I think they're gonna be good. They they need a guy who can go a small forward who can kind of dribble and take it to the basket. He needs to be a better shooter. But if they get him, I think the team's gonna they're gonna have some good players with the, the young player nucleus they have now. I think they're gonna be good. And Rich, I want to say these this weekend was a good weekend of golf. It really was a good weekend of golf. I mean, this tournament, everyone, you know, it's the tournament after the Masters. You you usually don't get a lot of players, but they made it uh, one of the, the one of the better term, right? It's one of the I'm, tournaments where I'm, the, I'm it's really cool. surprised that they put an elevated event either before or after, after, the, after Masters. the Masters. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's a big controversy is that Rory... I mean, they Rory, yeah, $3 million for Rory not showing up. up. Rory gave up $3 million by not showing up. And Rory, who's, yeah. who's the most transparent athlete, you know, anywhere, has not said a word about why he's not Did showing up. Did he give up. it up or he got fined $3 million no, for he, not they, showing up? They, he gives it up. He got $12 million in, in, in uh, the PIP money. Uh, from oh. from last year, but because this is his second absence in an elevated event of the season, he has to give up a, a quarter of it, which is three million dollars. Okay, but you know what? It was. I mean, it was a good tournament. Like the guys who showed up, I showed out. I mean, seriously, it was a it was a who's who of tournament. You know. But you know, somebody somebody uh, I, I was listening on the radio today. I think it was to Steve Saban, uh, and he said, you know, he loves Rory. I mean, he, you know, most people love Rory, but but he said. Why doesn't Rory just show up, you know, you know, play two rounds and make nothing, but take that $3 million and give it to charity or something, you know, do something. With yeah, it. Uh, that's true. Well, the PGA tour is going to, what are they going to do? Pay it out or give it to charity? No, they're not going to give it to charity. They're, yeah, they're going to keep positive. it. They're going to keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Yeah. They're going to keep that money. What do you think they're going to, well, give, I'll you tell you gonna, what, Rich. You think they're going to give it to Brian Stroud? No, I don't think so. You don't think they're going to give it to a Russell Henley or or Jimmy McCarthy or Jimmy J.J. Walker? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. But anyways, Rich, I mean, this tournament was great. You probably saw the scores. You probably saw what happened. So we'll start off with the PGA Tour. I mean, you know, Harbor Town is one of the old – I mean, it's a really old tournament. I mean, Palmer won the first event, and it's been around for like 20, 30 – I think 30 years maybe this tournament's been played. Wow. It's been played a long time, maybe over 30 years. It's been one of the, it's one of the premier stops on the PGA Tour, right? And it's typically after the Masters. So if it wasn't an elevated event, a lot of guys wouldn't show up probably. I mean, except for the guys who need some points or the guys who need to get ready because the next week is Memphis, right? I mean, no, the next week is um, New Orleans, right. which I'll be going to this week. I'll be there for the tournament. I'll be around for the tournament, but yeah. I don't get there to Saturday. Oh, shoot. You gonna you gonna are you yeah. there for for work? 
Yeah, I, I get in Saturday, late Saturday night, and I'm there for work starting Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I come home on Wednesday, uh, Thursday. Oh, so, yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So, Rich, this tournament's great, right? Harvard Town, $20 million purse. And I just want to tell you, I mean, the first couple rounds are exciting. You know, you had Jimmy, uh, I like to call him J.J. Walker, yeah. was leading. And Jimmy Walker hasn't won, to, hasn't won on the tour since 2016. But you remember... He was amazing, right? I mean, he was he had a good thing going. PGA Championship. He won like six times. On his, two time, but then two he had time, Lime. Two-time Ryder Cupper. Two-time Ryder Cupper. He'd had what? Like Lyme's disease. And I think that kind of derailed his career, right? So he, would he you was, say? He was already an older golfer when, he, when yeah. he kind of turned the corner and became a star. And he really was a star from like 2013 to 2017. Yeah. And then he got the start. then he got the Lyme's disease and yeah, he has he hasn't been the same yet. He's he's in that kind of category with the Jason Duffners and Yeah. And uh I mean, but he it's amazing. He played well. He he's never played very well at this tournament. Hadn't played there very many times, but he was leading the tournament going into the third day but then that kind of imploded. And you know, there's some great players. So the winner, it was amazing, Rich. So uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick in the last group was with Cantley and Speed, and Speed had the lead for a long time. Speed had the lead. Cantley hits this. Um, Cantley doubles this hole, and then he he gets out of the tournament. He's pretty much done. And then it's just between Matthew Fitzpatrick and Speed. So they finish up the hole. And I think Matthew Fitzpatrick birdies like I think he birdies like seventeen. Hits the fifth and seventeen birdies, and then they're tied going into eighteen. And all of a sudden, Jordan has to make a putt for par to tie it. And Jordan makes the putt. And then they go in a couple playoff holes. And then on the third playoff hole, I think it was Fitzpatrick. So on the second playoff hole, um, the first playoff hole, Jordan hits a great shot in. They both hit pretty good shots in. Jordan speeds putt, and the putt just just goes right over the edge. I mean, you look at the putt from behind, you know it's going to go in the hole. He misses. Then they go to the par three. They both par it. And then they go to the par 18 again, and Fitzpatrick has a great drive. They both have great drives. Fitzpatrick hits a great shot in there for like two inches or whatever it was. Oh, wow. I mean, it was just a tap in, and Fitzpatrick wins. And it's kind of a good thing for Fitzpatrick because, you know, his family has always come to this, this area. They used to vacation here at Harbor Town. And you'll notice during this time of the, the tournament, he always has a Harbor Town on his driver as a head cover. But he goes, this is one tournament he wanted to win outside of any of the majors. This is one tournament he won, and he won. And, man, did he play well. Boy, did he play well. And it was a good tournament. Well, look, look, at, know, the, look at the leaderboard. Yeah. What a great leaderboard. You have, you what have, a great leaderboard. So Jordan Spieth, you know, tied, or ties for the, for the lead and then finishes second because he loses in the playoffs. But then you have Patrick Cantlay, you know, one of the top players in the world, finishes solo third. Xander Schauffele, his best buddy, Finishes solo fourth. Uh, Ryder Cup hopefuls, Zagith Tagala, Hayden Buckley tied fifth. Brian Harmon, Sunjay M, and Emiliano Grio uh, and Cam Davis tied seventh. World yeah. number two, Scotty Scheffler ties 11th. Sam Burns and John Rahm tied 15th. Ricky With Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood. Playing well. Yeah. Ricky Fowler is back. Don't you think he's back? Yeah. Ricky Fowler is back. I mean, I mean, you know, this, I love this. I mean, I don't know if this tournament should be an elevated tour. I mean, it's just there to get people to come out of the Masters. Maybe you take a week off 
then you have Harbortown, and then you go to then you go to New Orleans. So I think the tour maybe needs to make a little adjustment, right? Maybe give the guys a week off after the uh, maybe after the majors we need a week off. So give them a week off, and then you have an elevated event. I think that would help the tour out, right? Don't you think? I I think so too. But maybe it's one of those tournaments that they're going to. Uh you know, kind of flip year to year. It's not always going to be yeah. an elevated event. And I think they should do that. I, you know, other than like the Memorial and the Arnold Palmer, I think a lot of the elevated events should switch year to year. I think so. I think every, every event on tour should get the opportunity to be an elevated event. And that gets guys and gets people to see it better players uh, during the, those time, those tournaments. So, but I, I mean, I except, just want to say- Except for the quad cities. That should never be an yeah, elevated the quad event. Cities, yeah. yeah, that's true. Should never be an elevated Rick, event. What what a great! I mean, there's some studs in this uh in this leaderboard, right? I mean, Chris Kirk. Uh, you know, the best part of it was when uh, John Rom on Sunday after he was done, he sat in there for about thirty minutes just talking about the holes and what to expect and how it's playing, and he was really good. And they were like, and they and so Patrick Cantley on what the par three, he hit the ball left, and every person left of the green. And every person had been chipping. They said a couple of people had chipped it from where the spot he was in into the into the, the lake. Patrick Cantley gets up there. He chips it and he keeps going, going, going. And he gets stuck between like uh, the boards on the, you know, gets stuck between the boards and from going in the water and the, and the green. And so he takes his time. And by the way, he's a slow player. So he takes his time. And he takes a wedge and he hits it out. John Rahm kept saying the whole time, I would never make this play. This is a bad move. Nope. What if he hits it and it bounces in the water, bounces up to hit him? So Patrick Cantley hits it with his wedge and it goes and he knocks it to like four feet and knocks in the, the bogey putt. And then uh, John Rahm's like, well, this is why I'm better outside of the, uh, this is why I'm better on the course than uh, being an announcer. And he was so good. I, I mean, love he John Rahm. so amazing. He is such a good i mean he's like a student of the game he's so cerebral when it comes to golf i really like that guy i really do but i tell you rich what a, it was a really good tournament a bunch of studs out there high scoring you know um who, who were your you la- know, just, who, who are your last five stacy your last five guys let's see the last five justin sue uh kramer hitchcock justin lauer luke donald uh uh, Herman, Jim Herman, Shane Lowry, and Adam Smotherland. Those are the last five. Okay. All yep. right. And that's it. Okay. So uh, that's the PGA event. And uh, next week, the, it, next week they're in yeah. Zurich uh, at the Zurich, which yeah. is the team event. And we'll, we'll go over in a, in a little bit. Uh, some of the some of the uh, kind of notable teams who will be playing, but you also I know watched the LPGA event. So uh, I, I did, I, I did. I watched the LP event, the Lotte Championship. They were playing in Hawaii, and man, was it amazing because you had a Georgia Hall who's been playing very well lately. Georgia Hall's in the last group with Grace Kim, and Grace Kim's this amazing Australian player. You know, she's mentored and mentored by Kari Webb, so they're like really good friends. And man, she's just tall and hits it so far. And then you had this Chinese girl who was um we had you Louie uh you Louie who went to Duke for a year. She's Korean. She played well. She went into the playoffs with uh Grace Kim and um 
I want to say, Yujin uh, Sung. Yujin Sung's a Korean girl who'd only been in the States like twice, and they all went into a playoff. And Grace Kim ended up winning uh, the playoff. And Grace Kim, they said she's going to be amazing. She's going to be just as good as the gal that's at Stanford right now. They Grace Kim's like been an amateur and just she was on the um, the Metro Tour I think last year, earned her card, and she's a rookie, so she'll probably win the rookie of the year. But man, was she so good! I mean, I really enjoyed that tournament. And I know we don't uh, the LPJ tournament except for uh, probably the majors. But you know, it was just Grace Kim won um, on the fourth playoff hole. And she was just amazing. Really, really, I think it was the first playoff hole she won, and she shot. She made birdie, and she beat a couple of girls that are uh, are really going to be stars on the PGA Tour. Uh, but for that, that was pretty much it. The notables, you know, uh, Georgia Hall, uh, Brooke Henderson played well, um, and that's Celine Boutier. Of course, she played well. And this week is going to be the first major of the year. And, you know, I'm really sad about this, Rich, because they move, you know, Dino Shore has always been the big first major on the LPJ Tour, but they right. moved it to Houston now, to Chevron uh, Women's Open now. So they moved the tournament from Dino, from uh, Palm Springs, which is always sad because this is the best, that's one of the best tournaments around. It's they not, get to jump in the pond. Yeah, it's, you not, know? it's not called the Dino Shore. I guess Dino Shore has been dead enough that people don't remember yeah. her. But Dino Shore, for people who don't remember Dino Shore, she was like a singer. Uh, and and personality actress and she loved women's golf she was you know like a huge supporter of women's golf and it's actually kind yeah. of a shame if they've taken her name off things uh, it's kind of a shame now it's the chevron we go from being the dinosaur open to the chevron open yeah. i mean come on you know it's yeah. kind of like I mean, that, I, you, know, you miss you miss the days of the bob hope desert classic and and yeah, the Phoenix tournament. American Express Open. Yeah, yeah. And, and AT&T Pebble, Hill, Pebble, Pebble Beach, that used to be the Bing Crosby. Those celebrities yeah. loved golf. And in the early days, they supported golf and, and, and helped make it popular. And uh, Yeah, so. it's just, yeah, it's very interesting. So, but that was a good week of golf. There were, I don't think there were any, PL, uh, there were any European tour. DP, did, there, DP I, did not have a tournament. Nope. DP didn't have a tournament and a no champions tournament as well. So okay. that was it. Those well, are the good times. Ernie, Ernie Els even played in the, um, he played in the heart at Harbor town. So that was good to see him out there. So he played well for the weekend. So. Well, next week, uh, there's a live tournament. This is the one in Adelaide, which is probably going to be the best attended live tournament of the year. Uh, but the ratings that at least the American TV ratings are going to be piss poor because I'm sure they're going to shit. They're not, they may show it live on the CW, but, you know, nobody's going to watch in the middle of the night from Australia. Uh, and yeah. if they show it on tape delay, you know, the people who actually care will already know the results. I mean, do you, do you, yeah. do you watch golf when you already know the results? Golf is a hard sport for me to watch when I already know the results. Mm, yeah, not really, not really, but I, I I'm going to try to watch that one. I mean, I'll, I'll try to get it somehow on the CW. Maybe I'll have an app because I doubt they'll have CW in my hotel probably. Oh, right. That's right. You're going to be, you're going to be, going to be going. Yeah. all right well i'm just looking yeah. i'm looking at the teams for the zurich so the zurich is as folks know is the only team event outside of the international competitions and there's some good teams i'm just looking at the at the featured some of the featured teams now ryan palmer in the past ryan palmer won this a couple times because he got john rom to play with him and and i think jordan speed to play with him uh but this year he didn't get those guys he got scott piercy so uh, i don't think ryan palmer is a favorite this year uh you have a good group uh sunjay m playing with keith mitchell 
Uh, oh, wow. You have uh, Sagith Tagala playing with Justin Su. Uh, you have Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. That's a team that's played together before. You have Harris English and Tom Hoagie. That's a good team of, of Ryder yeah, Cup hopefuls. You have Matthew Fitzpatrick playing with his brother, Alex. That'll be fun. Yeah, I saw that. The winner, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah. Then you have Max Homa playing with Colin Morikawa. That's a, that's a, that's another good group. That's a great yeah. team. Um, let's see. You have, uh, uh, I saw some other interesting groups here. You had Sam Saunders playing with his best friend, Eric Cole. That was kind of cool. Oh, that's a good one. You had the Ryder Cuppers. Uh, Captain Steve Stricker and Zach Johnson are playing together. And then on the other oh, side, wow. on the other side, you have Luke Donald playing with uh, Eduardo Molinari, who's one of his assistant captains. That's pretty That's cool. cool. That's pretty cool. You have uh, uh, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele. Uh You have Tom Kim and Siwoo Kim. Uh, you have Joel Dahman uh, and Denny McCarthy, Kurt Kitayama and okay. Taylor Montgomery. So some really, some really interesting teams. Uh, Matthew Wallace playing with Colin Schwinken in in uh, a uh, Ryder Cup hopeful team from from uh, the European side. So wow, uh, I mean, I gotta say, one. going into this, oh, here's, here's one. Give here's me one. Thorbjorn Olsson playing with Nicholas Hoygaard. So Nick Nicholas can't, oh, get, can't, good. Get, can't get his brother over here. I know that's a good one. Really good one, right? And then and then as, as I always say, there there are Cameron tournaments. Uh, and there's Carson tournaments. So C Young in the elevated events is 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 Cameron Young, and C Young in the non-elevated events is Carson Young. So this I'm looking. I, so here I see a C Young playing with uh, Kevin Westmoreland as the second as the last tee time. So that's definitely this is a uh, Carson Young tournament. Uh, although okay, cool. although at Harbortown, both Cameron and the Carson Young uh, played in that tournament. Yeah, that's going to be it's going to be a good tournament, right? Good tournament. All right, so I'm going to do the Ryder Cup standings, and then we will review okay. uh, the penultimate edition of Full Swing, uh, yeah. and, and uh, that'll do it for the week. So, yep, I love uh, it. The Ryder Cup standings on the um, on the uh, U.S. side were actually quite affected by the uh, by the Harbortown tournament. Uh, Oh, the other news we, we haven't mentioned so far, uh, Stacy, is that the U.S. has probably lost one of its Ryder Cuppers to injury. Uh, Will, oh, Zalat yeah, Will Zalatoris had back surgery uh, this week and is said to be out for the year, which would likely, you know, he, he, he's been in Ryder Cup position. In fact, he was second for a long time, but this is probably going to put him out of contention for the Ryder Cup. Even if he's able yeah. to come back, he's just not going to get enough points. So uh, sad, right? That, that's sad. I mean, the same thing happened. He couldn't play the President's Cup last year either because of injury. So wish Boy, uh, I tell you. a good, a good young recovery. guy with back issues. Not good not, as a surgeon, right? Good. So we we uh, we hope for a quick recovery and a complete recovery for Will Zalatoris. So uh, yeah, we really do. So uh, on the U.S. side, Scotty Scheffler remains number one by a ton, followed by Max Homa, uh, Cameron Young, Jordan Spieth goes up six spots to number four. Uh, wow. and, and this is probably the first time right now that he's been in front of Justin Thomas in, in a long time. Uh, Sam Burns is five, Patrick Cantley up three spots to six. Then we have Colin Markawa in seventh, Will Zalatoris eighth and dropping Justin Thomas in ninth, Xander Shoffley in 10th, uh, Kurt Kitayama and Christian Kirk hold on to the 11th and 12th positions. You have Sagith Tagala, 
uh, zooming up now in 13th. Keegan Bradley, 14th. Tom Hoagie, 15th. Taylor Moore, 15th. Uh, Brooks Kepka, uh, with his master's performance, is on this list. He's uh, down one to 17th. Tony Finau, 18th. Harris English, 19th. Uh, some of the other interesting names, Phil Mickelson, uh, it remains in 22nd, Ricky Fowler, 21st. Uh, those are really your big names on the American side. On the European side, not a lot of change on the European side. Matthew Fitzpatrick moves up uh, to the top spot of the in the world points of the players not already in on European points, but it would be John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, Victor Perez, and Yannick Paul on European points. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton, and, and Tommy Fleetwood are the next four. Shane Lowry, uh, Justin Rose, Sh uh, Seamus Power, and Alex Noren, the top 12, followed by Thomas Dietrich in 13th, Adrian Otagoy, uh, Sepp Straka, Danny Willett, Robert McIntyre. And I was thinking, Stacey, I was, as, as I was uh, uh, in, in Italy, not able to watch these tournaments, I was thinking about the influence of the live tour on these teams. And as I thought about it, each team has essentially lost five players to the live to, yeah. to the live tour and or injury. Um, so on the American side, they've lost three guys to the live tour. They've lost, uh, they've lost uh, Brooks Kepica, Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson. And then they've lost two guys to injury. Daniel Berger uh, hasn't played in ages and Harris English is coming back, but is not the same player he was when he was on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah. So there's five guys, you know, English may still make the team. The other guys won't. Uh, yeah. On the European side, they've lost Paul Casey, Lee Westwood, uh, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, and Bern Wiesberger all to the live squad. But really, when you look at that, our original thought was the European team would be devastated by Liv, but would any of those five guys have made the European team? You know, I don't think so. Maybe Paul Casey, but he's not played well for Liv, and Sergio yeah. has not played well on Liv either, and his career was kind of you know on a downhill swing. So it very well may be that that even if the Liv tour didn't exist, that none of those five guys would have been European Ryder Cuppers, and. I'm pretty certain that if the live tour didn't exist, Dustin Johnson would absolutely still be on the U S team. And chances are maybe yeah. not Bryson because yep. he's in a total funk, but the way Brooks Kepka's played recently, pretty sure Brooks Kepka would be on that team. And of the injured players, I, I, you know, Daniel Berger, when he's playing is a Ryder cup president's cup player. He is one of the top 20 players. So yeah. So, I mean, I think the U S the, the the losses from the U.S. Ryder Cup uh, team from Whistling Straits are definitely, in my opinion, more significant than the losses in the European team. The losses on the European team may actually be additions by subtraction. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be very I, – I think that's a good analysis, Rich. Is like, I, I think the players that they're losing – the American yeah, the American team may be a little uh, – you know, I mean, Dustin Johnson, like you say, he probably would have – Brooks Kepka probably would have made it now, right? based so. on his current play. So we're two of the guys that we know would have made it would make a big difference, right? Those two guys are formidable. They're really good. They're great players. But you're right. I think the European team, I don't think they're missing too much either. I mean, like you said, the guys aren't playing the form. None of the guys are that good at, 
you know, what's Ian Poulter, what's Sergio Garcia done, Paul Casey, I, they haven't been very good. I, I, so I think I, they're better to go with the younger kids. I mean, of the of the five guys who went to the Live Tour, uh, you know, we look at the results. Bern Wiesberger has done nothing. I mean, he is not yeah, even contending. Paul Casey has contended, I think, on the Live Tour. He's been in the top five at least once. We we uh, on the Ian Poulter full swing episode, we detailed that his results on the Live Tour have been terrible. Uh, he hasn't. He doesn't have a top ten, I don't believe. Uh, Sergio Garcia has been terrible. His results have not been good. And Lee Westwood looks done. So yeah, I, I really I think, think you're right. I really think the European tour is addition by subtraction that, you know, you're not going to do any worse. I mean, I guess Sergio, just because he's been such a prolific Ryder Cupper, even even in the last Ryder Cup, might have been valuable to have as a veteran presence. But, you know, in the last Ryder Cup, Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter were were detriments. They were yeah. not good. Yep. Paul Casey was not. I think Paul Casey was 0 for. I think he was 0 for 4. Wow. Uh, in the last Ryder Cup. And I, I think Ian Poulter won his singles match, but it was only because it was over and whoever he played didn't, you know, didn't really care anymore. Uh, but it, yeah, it, that's it. But, uh, well, we'll see. I, I think this, the, the guy who's going to, you know, I, I think will make the team now is, is Sagith Tagala. I think, you know, yeah, I think so, man. He's playing the form, Rich. He's really a good player. He's really a good man. Player. Do I like his game? And Will Zalatoris being out really opens a slot. For him, it, uh, yep, it really does. I mean, he's the only guy that's probably going to sneak in there, right? I mean, I don't think any other guys will sneak in. Well, if you look at if you look at the top twelve right now, uh, the two guys who you you know wouldn't necessarily think are going to be on the team would be Kurt Kitayama and and Chris Kirk, and they've both yeah. they're, they're two of the hottest golfers on tour. They've played great this year, so they really are. You know, really, if you look at those last two spots, because everyone up to Xander Shoffley, who's in who's in uh, 10th, is a solid player, except Zalatora. So you have nine guys who are going to make the team. So you have three slots. So you have Kurt Kitayama, Chris Kirk, Sagith Tagala, and I'm just going to go down to 19th. Keegan Bradley, Tom Hoagie, Taylor Moore. Uh, we're going to omit Brooks Kepka, Tony Finau, and Harris English. Now, I think Finau is going to make his way on the team. If if not through I, production, yeah. he's a birdie machine. The captains are always going to look for Tony Finau because he makes so many birdies. Yeah. So let's take him out uh, of it. Let's just assume Tony Finau's on the team. That's two so spots. So now you're down to how many spots? Yeah, two, two spots, spots for Kitayama, Kirk, Tagala, Bradley, Hoagie, and I'm going to take Taylor Moore off. I don't think he's going to be there. And yeah. Harris English. I mean, I think you're going to have to – I think it's between – it's a three-man race probably, right, for two spots. I think Tagala – well, I think they'll give Keegan Bradley – an opportunity. If he's up there and plays well, he's a veteran. Yeah. He's played in Ryder Cups and has played well in Ryder Cups. I think you're going to get Kurt Kitayama, Chris Kirk, Stagala, uh, and Keegan Bradley, two four guys for two spots. What do you? What what if he got? What if Stagala uh, is going to make it? What if uh, Chris Kirk and Kitayama wins another tournament? Do they automatically make it? Uh, well, I think one they, of those guys that they win another tournament, they automatically yeah, make I think, it, right? I think if they win another tournament, you know, you can bump a guy off the team if they're if they're eleventh or twelfth. It's hard to bump a guy off a team who's eighth, right? Yeah, and if guys win twice in a year, I mean, it's hard for you not to put the guy on the team, right? Because yep. he's up there in points, and yeah, absolutely. Well, they it's in their hands that they win. If two of the, if Kirk wins another tournament, he's won this year, and if um, Kitayama wins the tournament, I think he's in, right? Yeah, I mean it would be hard. Who would you yeah. who would you pick? 
let's say Sabith, let, no, let's say let's say let's say it comes down to last spot, and you have Chris Kirk, who's a journeyman who's having a great year, or Sagith Tagala, who let's say he continues to play really well but doesn't win a tournament. Who do you take? A guy who's won twice and and been in the top yeah. five many times, but you doesn't but doesn't, but yeah. doesn't really play well, say at a major. Uh, yeah. Or do you take a guy who's you know got all the potential in the world, but hasn't won anything yet? So it's I a, think you take the guy who's got the potential. Yeah, I think we can afford it. This this one, right? I mean, I think the way the European team is looking, they're going to be young. Uh, they're going to be a lot of young guys, but they are. Play, it's a home. It's a home court advantage for them. So, but it's going to be a tough one. I mean, I think the Americans are going to win this time. This is one time the Americans, it, 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 all the stars align, they're going to win. Knock on wood, right? Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, yeah. we haven't won on European soil in a long, long time. But uh, uh, if this this is probably yeah. the most likely year for for a, for a victory. Well, let's. Yep. Uh, well, Sagit Tagala gets us into our discussion of uh, the penultimate full swing episode, which detailed yep. the rookie years of Mito Pereira and Sagit Tagala. And again, I th- I thought this was one of the better episodes. Uh, uh, it was a good episode. I thought the Scotland one was better. Which, the, the Scot- with, R- with Rory. Oh, well, we'll do that next, next, that's next week. Okay. Rory, yeah, yeah, R- yeah. Rory's next okay. week. I'm but, ahead of time then. Yeah. I, yeah. I've done, I did all of them. Well, we'll do that one next week. The only thing, the only thing I wish, so they, they, they did this episode on the rookies featuring Mito Pereira, which they got really lucky because they got to follow him at the PGA when he famously uh, choked away victory with a double cross on 18 into, into the burn. Uh, and Sagit Tagala, who, you know, really the three best rookies were Tagala, Mito Pereira, and, and Cameron Young. Uh, and something tells me Cameron Young wouldn't have been a good interview. He's kind of doesn't have a lot to say. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to say. Um, but I kind of wish they had picked as a as a as another guy or a third guy, someone who was struggling, someone who wasn't likely to keep their card rather than two of the top three rookies. I mean, we knew that those guys were going to be your top rookies. Mito Pereira got a battlefield promotion, right? He was he was elevated to the PGA yeah. tour because he won so much. Uh Sagit Tagala was, you know, everybody knew Sagit Tagala was going to be, uh, yeah, you know, coming out of Pepperdine. Yeah. He's yeah. a good player. So, anyway, I kind of would have liked to, you know, I, I thought that Sagit Tagala was very interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, his, fam- his fam- family dynamics, you know, an, an immigrant Indian family, not really yeah. coming from a golf family, but very supported by his family. I thought it was a it was a it was a nice uh, kind of contradistinction uh, with Tony Finau, also an immigrant, but a much poorer family than Sagit Tagala. Sagit Tagala came from a more kind of middle class family, uh, but just you know got a love of golf, and his family fostered that, and it was yep. it was wonderful to see. Mito Pereira. Yeah. I thought did a did a good job. He's you know he's a likable guy. I'm sorry he went to the live tour, but you kind of saw how those you know South American players really stuck together. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, yeah. Mito Pereira, uh, Carlos Munoz from Colombia. They you know just kind of hang together all the time. So it's not surprising they that kind of hang together. Not surprising that they all went to live together. I mean, those guys literally, are so literally, I don't, literally and figuratively. Figuratively. 
those guys are so young. I don't know if they take the money just to go to live. I mean, this live thing, I mean, Rich, this is another thing we really got to focus on next week, the live. We talk about, I read the, did I see the article how everything's changing? Now, uh, they're set, they're mad because the players aren't promoting the tour. They are changing the uh, travel. They're not playing for the travel. The teams have to play, pay for the travel. So a lot of things are changing on live. They, yeah. they really are. There's a lot I, of things that are changing. I so. think in, in 2025, when these guys' contracts, you know, expire, I think you're going to see some begging and some and some negotiation to try to get, you know, kind of suspensions for a little bit, but to get themselves back on the tour. Here's a guy I don't understand, Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman is a premier talent. He is a very good-looking young man. Uh, yeah. And he could be, you know, one of the faces of golf. Not just the PGA Tour, yeah. one of the faces of golf. But once you join the Live Tour, you're kind of persona non grata. You know, yeah. you're not yep. gonna, you're not going to be that guy. You know, you're not going to be John Rahm or Rory. Uh, yep. And now you're begging to come back to the tour that you left because they weren't paying you enough money, or you weren't happy, or it's a better opportunity. So it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I mean, I, he's young enough that this goes. He's they're going to come back. I, yeah. Or try to come back. I want to see Joaquin Neiman come back. He's 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 fun to watch. He's kind of yeah. he's kind of South American Victor Hovland, right? With a little bit more flair. Yeah, he really he's is. Got, he's got kind of that Latin comma kind of sevy thing going. Uh, uh, I want yeah. I want to see him back on tour, and I hope I hope in 2025 that like, happens. I hope so too. But you know, the thing is, I I don't know what's going to happen with these guys. We're going to let they're going to let them come back, but at what what's the price to come back to the tour? What are we willing to like forgive and forgo to have those guys come back? I don't know. I have no idea what the tour is thinking. One last. And question. how long do you want these guys to sit out before they come back? Yeah. Well, one last question before before we we go. I saw a tweet today where someone was asking, "What is the Mount Rushmore of of European golfers? The top four hmm. European golfers of all time?" So okay, that's I, a good I, question. I, I picked mine. So I'll let you take a second and pick yours, and then I'll tell you what mine were. Okay. Okay. The first one is Seven Balasar. You got to put him up there. The next one is. On, on can I do current one. players? You can do anyone. Yeah, I, current I have, players. I have Seven uh, on mine as Tony, well. Uh, Colin Montgomery. Okay, I did not have <laughs> Colin Montgomery on mine. I mean, I, I come on. He won a lot over there. Never won a single um, major. Never won a major. He didn't win any major. Uh, John Rom. I, I can choose John Rom, right? Can, you can choose John Rom. I didn't. I just thought, you know, two majors. I'm so thinking far. for it. Tony, no, Tony Jacklin. Tony Jacklin's a Tony good Jacklin. one. I didn't pick him either. Yeah. But that's a good one. Okay. So let's do it. Let's do it again. Seve Ballester, John Rom, Tony Jacklin, uh, Colin Montgomery. Those are my four. And I probably missed some good ones. So I I went a little older than you. I picked Harry Varden. Okay. I picked Harry Varden. Oh. That's a good one. I picked Harry Varden. Uh, I picked Seve. I picked uh, yeah. Sir, Sir Nick Faldo. Oh, yeah. And, I, and, I, about and I picked Rory. I guess I, you know, I did it more on the majors, I guess, because because Faldo and yeah. Rory have yeah. won more majors. Um, I, I'm I'm thinking of guys who really won on that tour and played a lot. And you can't deny Colin, uh, Colin uh, what's his name? Uh, Montgomery Colin played a lot. And he won, and he won a lot on that tour oh, he did. when he went to the, yeah he won a lot so he's like mount rushmore you talk about all right westwood none of those guys no, they don't do it for me. but all rich right. have you uh, so that's it for it right yeah 
Have you watched it? Like one thing before we go, we have a little time. What about the NBA uh, man? That Sacramento team, oh man, they're good. I, I you know, I, I didn't realize that De'Aaron, that De'Aaron Fox now was that freaking good. Yeah, I've seen Sacramento play a bunch over the years because usually for Blazers games, it's a game nobody wants to go to. So I've been watching yeah. De'Aaron Fox since he came into the league, and I've I've kind of recognized because he tears the Blazers apart uh, every He's time. So smooth, don't but yeah. you know, you know, to me the they have kind of crafted their team very well. They've, they've gotten rid of some mistakes like Marvin Bagley was a mistake. They got rid of him yeah. and yep. they kind of converted that into uh, 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 Sabonis. Who's yeah, Sabonis fantastic. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. They made another trade and they got Kevin Herter, the Maryland product from, from Atlanta. And he's good. Great defender and yeah. three point shooter and great passer. Uh, they got the Keegan Murray kid from Iowa, who's great. Yeah, uh, good player. Yeah, and I tell you what, Harrison Barnes played great last night. Did you see that spin Harrison move he Bar- made at oh the end of the game? Oh my god! You see Harrison Barnes? I didn't know he had the hops in him like that, dude. He was good last night. Yep. So. Wow. Well, he should be. He makes twenty-eight million a year. I mean, eighteen million or whatever he makes. He's the second highest paid player on the team. Yeah. Uh, the the the, the, the Monk guy is pretty good too. They. Monk played on the same team as De'Aaron Fox, right? They were on the same team at Kentucky. They were, they were, they were contemporaries at Kentucky. Malik Monk. Yeah, yeah. Malik Monk, but he Malik Monk makes nothing like this. Uh, this De'Aaron Fox guy makes thirty-eight. Uh, he makes a lot, thirty-eight million a year. Some twenty-eight million, thirty, whatever it is, too much. But you know, I think the guy OKC is better though. Oh, Gildress. I think he's uh, really yeah. good. He's really good. He's tall. Oh, he's so smooth. He's very he's smooth. So smooth. I mean, that guy is good, man. But I'm excited about the the draft coming up. I think the Blazers are going to get a good pick. Uh, I think that Fritz guy is going to be better than Giannis and uh, LeBron and all of them. I think he's going to be the NBA, the future of the NBA. Just, really uh, you know, I worry about guys like that with injury. I, I worry that their, feet, well, that their feet can't support their bodies. You know, kind of like Yao Ming yeah. and, you know, this kid Chet Hol- Holmgren who didn't play this year. But yeah. we'll see. All Chet right. Holmgren, he hasn't, he, he hasn't played any, huh? He hasn't played. He didn't play this year. So, oh, all right. Well, I'm going to take us out since I was in Italy with uh, one of my favorite bands, Pulp, and a song by Pulp called Bar Italia. Uh, it's, the only, it. it's the only song I have about Italy. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. Now, if you can stand, I would like to take you. By the hand, yeah. And go for a walk Past the people As they go to work Let's get out of this place Before they tell us That we just Just what to do